Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast Nobody Special. On this episode, we talk about sex. The Gospel Post presents Nobody Special. Welcome to Nobody Special, to Nobody's Talking About the Somebody Who Matters. I'm Danny, the Morality Police and host of Nobody Special. And I'm Caleb, you're the host of Nobody Special. We are two generations of people talking about God, pop culture, and politics, and everything in between. And, uh, yeah. Are we taking it seriously? No. No, not really. Caleb, <laughs> Caleb uh, breaking news, just announced sometime this week... Because these come out on Friday, and I'm not giving away our tape date. Uh, Facebook had a really cool announcement. Did you yep. hear about it? No. Uh, they are um, starting their own form of currency. Like cryptocurrency? Uh-huh. Cool. Connected with many other businesses. They're starting their own blockchain currency. Right. And, um, yeah, yeah, they're, they're trying to launch that today called Libra. Now, Libra. I feel like I've heard of that. It's probably an actual word. Listen. Yes. I'm not usually one of those mark of the beast, sign of the end times kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. But in what? this case... This is really shady. Like the full description, it was they're basically doing it to surpass government regulations and that kind of stuff. And it's just like, oof, Mark. Hey, Mark, I know you got your data well, trolls I mean, going through this podcast. I'm fine with cryptocurrency. I'm a big fan run of it. Run by Facebook. Yeah, no, any cryptocurrency is run by anybody. It's not. No, but this one will be run by the Facebook people. But the same rules still apply. You know how yeah. cryptocurrency works? Yeah, I do. How? Uh, blockchain. <laughs> it's complicated and boring, but it's them starting it. That's the thing. I actually... When has Facebook ever... You know, they haven't gotten in trouble for, like, privacy or technical problems, have they? No, Recently? No. But, I mean, <laughs> here's the thing about Bitcoin... Not Bitcoin. Um, cryptocurrency mm-hmm. is all based on supply and demand. I don't know. The rules apply no matter what. It's right. not like they can cheat here. Well, yeah, but they can cut off access. What do you mean? They can cut off access. Also, they paired up to a lot of big names like PayPal, Stripe, Visa, Mastercard, all all these other. How businesses. do they cut off access? I don't know. They're figuring it out. They have. What a, do you mean? They, what do you they've mean? They've done by a lot that? of shady stuff that I'm not sold on it. How do you it's, cut someone off? Wait, what do you mean by cut someone off? In what area of? It's like tied to Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The whole what thing. What do you mean? It, the whole thing. Well, they didn't give a big announcement, but it's pretty pretty creepy as far as announcements go. Um, I'm a little freaked out, and I think we're all gonna die. I think no. You, <laughs> cryptocurrency. Yes. Were you freaked out when Bitcoin came out? No, because no one gave a poop about Bitcoin. How's it doing yeah. now? Check the Bitcoin market. It's still doing really well. Bitcoin, no, Bitcoin took a dive. I know, but I'm saying compared Bitcoin to what it started as. Bitcoin took a dive as if it were an Italian soccer player in the third quarter. Third quarter. Yeah, sure. Third, second half. I don't know. I, I love cryptocurrency. I think oh, the ideas behind it? it are super cool. The I actually own it a lot of cryptocurrency, to be honest, because I actually 
do that sometimes. The idea behind cryptocurrency, it was overthrow the government as it first started. Just yeah, they FYI. Can't do that. <laughs> I mean, I think it is super cool though that there is their mission is to create a simple global financial infrastructure that empowers billions of people around the wo- world. Being able to use mobile money, Spire to make it easier, will be regulated like other payment services. Sure, sure. I don't know. People just get all concerned about, um, you know, the w- one government thing that's going to eclipse all the other government things, and all of us are going to have to bow down <clears> to <throat> it. And to be fair, I think some of it's like panic driven mm-hmm. but personally i don't think it's going to be a government i think it's going to be a non-governmental agency and right now dibs on facebook for causing so, the apocalypse so how do you think this is going to overthrow government hmm? well no it destabilizes them that was the whole point of blockchain it was to destabilize government by taking away their buying power by providing an alternative uh kind of a right, currency right. that isn't actually governed or backed by anything other than dreams yeah so how's that? I mean, like, I just don't understand. Sure, it gives you a way to go outside of the government. Yeah, it was created. But the first blockchain was created to topple governments. The main it was reason, an anarchist move. To be honest, the main reason people use cryptocurrency is to make money within U.S. dollars. If you know what I mean. But if they do, that's the thing. If they do make it big enough to where you can, say, go to Amazon and, oh, I'm going to buy this with my Libra, then sure, I mean, you you can, like, you can use it as, that's the thing about it, is it's all based on, it's all based on supply and demand. So basically, however much they put in, Mm -hmm. however much it's demanded for. Right. So they put in, do you know how cryptocurrency works? Yes. So you got these pools. It's just incredibly boring for a podcast. What? I think it's so interesting. You would be wrong. I, uh. (laughs) It's crazy boring. Yeah. I, I super, super, super cool. Editor, Uh, please zoom in on Caleb as he explains blockchain because I will be asleep. Wow. No, it's boring. I love you. It's boring. It's not boring. It's boring. Blockchain is boring. But I I think this is cool. I I love the idea of cryptocurrency. I love... I'm I'm okay on cryptocurrency. I'm not okay with Facebook cryptocurrency for a couple of things. It's not different in any way. I mean, mm. that's the thing about the it. The person behind it's a little different. I don't know. Well, no, but like that's what I'm saying is the person behind it, they can't affect the way cryptocurrency like operates. They can affect... How much so you put in, and that's about it. That they're doing it, I have massive what hesitations on because this is the group that can't handle personal data well, um, mm-hmm. hasn't demonstrated an ability to handle complex data situations, um, has risen above government influence, and uh, created AI programs that they had to kick the plug out because they didn't know what it was saying, which is itself dangerous. And the whole thing is based on the the guy who created Facebook to determine which girls were hot at Harvard or not. Mm -hmm. So these things, I'm like, you know, I'm going to call into question the motivations and ethics behind the person that did this. But we'll see. That's not the main point of our episode today. I was just uh, starting Apocalypse Watch 2019. What do they do? What would they do with their cryptocurrency? Hmm? What do you think they'd do with it? I'm not sure. That's the thing. I don't know. Do you know what they can do with it? Topple governments. 
I mean, know. they're already doing it anyway. <laughs> yeah, yep. Cryptocurrency at this moment is toppling governments. Well, no, Facebook is. It's been it's been the debate of many know, Senate saying, hearings. It's like, we're talking about cryptocurrency here. No, we're talking about Facebook. Mark is doing. No, no, it. we're talking about crypto. I mean, that's by what I'm Mark saying. Zuckerberg. Yeah, that's you can create. Anyone can create. I could create. This is our show I know. today. I'm just telling you. I think that you are just being paranoid. Ha! Moral of the story. But basically, that's not a moral. That's yeah, <laughs> that is moral. That's moral of my story. <laughs> basically, what I'm saying is. Cryptocurrency, anyone can create, but it doesn't. The power that gives cryptocurrency its power is by Magic. people, <laughs> imagination. It's people because it's supply and demand. Currency as a whole is just this mythical concept. Oh, that's it is. Only, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's why cryptocurrency so, isn't weird to me. All right, it's like currency is backed by a government, kinda. Kind of. At a point, America it had was. been on the gold standard, and yep. now it's just on the hypothetical gold standard. Yep. Blockchain, to me, is based on the unicorn standard. It's not real, no matter what anyone says. If anyone says it has no That's value. That's what's interesting about it, is the value is given to the, the, the value is given by the people. That's literally how it Thanks, works. Thanks, Karl Marx. That's basically all All you need to know about cryptocurrency is its supply and demand. That's the most the, unstable model ever. But um, Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is if that cryptocurrency – it's unstable, sure. But if that cryptocurrency crashes like Bitcoin or any mm-hmm. other, like nothing happens. What oh, do, super people, not true. People lose money. Super, that's about it. Super not true. The guy died. He was the only person that had the actual pass – Word to the blockchain, mm-hmm. and so he took um, it was like 150 million dollars to his grave. Oops, yeah, yeah, oops. See, but Oopsies. that's <laughs> that's not gonna happen with Facebook's. Obviously, I feel like they're gonna be way more safe about that. When have they demonstrated that as a concept? No, I'm saying when it comes to passwords to whatever. When that. have they demonstrated? <laughs> I know, they but I'm saying history, I doubt that only one person is gonna see. know that in this head. But basically, all I'm saying. Is the only thing that gives cryptocurrency power right. is people. And if right. you don't want to support it, then this is going to have no power at all. Right. So uh, let us know in the comments if you think this is a good idea or a sign of the end times or somewhere in the middle. We're already um, in the end times. Have we not determined? <laughs> yeah. The end times started when Jesus went back to heaven. He's like, That's true. hey, I'm a. Uh, end times started when yeah. freaking God created the universe. Time. Well, Get that's a. That's a, that's a. I'm trying to find a segue to our next topic, and literally, I don't have one. We're in the end times now. There we go. Move on. <laughs> that's your way out. So, uh, <laughs> it's in game. I know. We're All in right. The, I'm, I anyway, made it the um, end times. So, so Caleb and I have have a sensitive topic that both of us have been interested in talking about. Cryptocurrency. Um, crypto. <laughs> cryptocurrency. Sign of the end times. Apocalypse Watch editor put up a graphic. Is this sensitive? Thank you. Um, a sensitive topic? I think I'm editing this, so just know that graphic is not going to show up. Yeah. At all. Um, so, all right. Caleb? Yes. I first thought about talking about this topic in February mm-hmm. and then said, no, literally everyone is talking about it in February. So we're going we're gonna to talk about it in June. Um, every February, most student groups uh, go through this kind of series called True Love Waits. If they're an edgier group, mm-hmm. um, 
they'll tend to call it something edgier, right? You know, to prove they're extreme and hardcore. You know, yeah. You want to know what my youth group almost called it? Oh, so before we say that, the following segment will be a little more. What's the word? Blunt. Blunt. Um, explicit than our normal episodes because we're talking if about. If you were twelve year old. Twelve year old. If you were twelve year old, do not watch this. No, they. No. Mm, twelve Whatever. year olds. If you're willing to watch it, watch it. Yeah. Because you we're know what we're from talking a godly about. Perspective. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about. How it goes. 15 minutes to be. Yeah. We're talking about sex from maybe the two uh, least qualified people. No. Um, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fine. So, what did your group call it? Um, well, it was almost called something along the lines of uh, Pirate's Booty or, uh, or someone like that. I was thinking kind of a smoky kind of a font comes up and it's called like Bump in the Night or something. That is... I I can't remember what we actually called it, though. We literally were like, we should be mature about this oh, topic. And oh. I just said Bump you know, in the Night. No, we called it... I thought this was actually clever. Okay. Um, it's, it was called That's What He Said. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> I, um, I, I did a sermon series. Um, it was on sex, but I, I was kind of doing this tongue-in-cheek thing to... It's still to this day one of the f- favorite things I ever preached because I know parents tended to get upset anytime the student group talked about sex because like, no, that's my baby. He would never do that. I'm like, hey, you need not leave town for reasons huh. you kind of already know. So I um, <laughs> yeah, I, I called it Marshmallow. It was based on the um, study that they put a marshmallow in front of a kid and they're told, all right, for yeah. 10 minutes, don't eat this marshmallow. And marshmallow then after I come test. back, if it's still there, you can have a whole bag of marshmallows. And then I said that... Um, it's gross. I well, said, yeah. I don't like marshmallows. Marshmallows are nasty. <laughs> um, so I used that as a metaphor of waiting until marriage. So instead, the whole message, I never said sex. I said marshmallow. That's kind of so, true, though, right? Hmm? Yeah, absolutely. I was trying to give kind of a different kind of stance on it because it tends to be... the adult version of marshmallow test. Don't don't have sex too married and then have as much sex as you want. Yeah. Just go ham. Um, mm. (laughs) That was... Was that poor wording? I don't know. I'm really... We're walking the line here. No, so I started talking about um, not diving into marshmallow temptation... Uh, the, the graphic, I had sex in big letters and then just a line through it and then a scripted font as if someone hand wrote in Marshmallow and it was probably the proudest I've ever been because I did this whole thing. I actually had someone raise their hand and say, he's like, wait, so are you talking about sex? I'm like, absolutely not. I'm talking about marshmallows. I'm like, no, no, but seriously, yeah. I'm talking about marshmallows. Clearly, as it says here on my PowerPoint. And, uh, yeah, he wanted to get me to say it. I'm like, no, I'm not going to say it because then I get parent emails and I didn't want to do them. But um, parents can send their emails all they want. And they, they did. They <laughs> and they totally did. But um, It is so odd. Why would you not want your kid to be informed about the biblical views of sex? Well, because it's. Dude, it, if my kid's youth group did that, I'd be like, yeah, straight up. 
Right. He's like 11. I don't care. Yeah. Well, Get it going I, early. You know, I think part of it is, head. and I'm not saying I agree, but I am saying I understand. They don't want to think about that their child is growing up uh, right. exposed to this kind of thing. I mean, average age of exposure to pornography is, I think it's in the uh, single digits now. It's, it's single digits? Yeah. Exposure. Now, I guess now that's not, true because yeah. kids are more like digital nowadays than before. Yeah. We gave it to them and then said, I didn't get Don't. a phone until I was like 13. And my it was first, a flip phone. <laughs> my first phone had 50 minutes a month. What? Three nights and weekends, though. Three nights and weekends. So, hey, to everybody, I called it 701 on the weekends. That's when that started. Hey, what's up, y'all? <laughs> texting. Oh, I didn't have texting either. I called. Yeah. So, no, but I mean, it's the old fashioned way, right? You know, average age of exposure to porn is like nine or something like that. That's crazy. Um, Average consistent habit is closer to like 10, 11, 12. Um, And and parents aren't ready to think about that because Mm -hmm. the pressure has gotten so much more. Mm-hmm. Over the past, I'd say even over the past uh, decade. I mean, I had a segment I was I was actually going to talk about on this kind of uh, 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 podcast to uh, to bring it up. I was going to go through that a Netflix show whose name I'm not even going to say. And so I w- watched that first episode. And why aren't you going to say the name? Because I'm not going to give it any kind of credence at all. Um, so I watched the first episode, and it, and at the end, I was just like, "This is just porn." I mean, how did you is figure porn. that out by the end? You could figure it out in the first five minutes. It was Danny. like, this is porn. So, um, and, what's it called, huh? Huh? I'm not saying what's it. it. Seriously, I'm not saying it. So, um, yeah. And, and it was starring high schoolers, or it was supposed to be taking place in a high school and a, a normalizing this kind of behavior as okay. And I'm like, that that's the part I want to push back on. That, you know, the I mean, yeah. low expectations that people have of teenagers, I uh, to me, it's very offensive if I'm a teenager. Well, I mean, sure, but you got to look at the culture. I mean, I'm not saying the culture is correct by any means at all. Right. But right. The culture is a culture, and the culture says, "Ding, ding, ding, sex is awesome." Mm-hmm. I mean, which. It is. I'm not like, gonna deny. It is. I'm That's... saying, but the, it's being pushed out more and more, you know, nowadays, and that is that's true. It's become normal. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I know tons of people my age who are just going all over the place. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's become it's, a normative thing instead of a thing people try and hide. I mean, that's been the thing I've watched being in student a ministry, doing a couple Bible studies, and. Uh, talking to people, there's aspects of it that have become a normative, right? You know that oh, this is just a thing people our age do, mm-hmm. and and I I knew people in high school, and granted, we all knew, but we had the the we hid it. I mean, you know, they tried to hide their transgressions instead of just like, no, this is just something a teenager does. If I'm expecting teens to just do this, then that to me is I'm being crazy offensive. Like, no, teens don't know any better than to just be egregious towards God, and there's no hope that they're going to change. So, you know, just give it up. Just give them permission to do it. You know, just do it in a safe place. Like, no. Like, that that, that argument has never been a good argument. At least they're being safe about it. You can't be safe doing... Risky behavior, period. 
You can be safer, but you can't be safe. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's become normal, and it, it yeah, like I said, it's because of the culture. But I think, obviously, I don't know. Christianity isn't supposed to line line up with the cultural. No, nor will it. No, I've, and that's and that kind of I don't know. It gives it gives me an odd sense of hope at the same time. Because it kind of shows that we are, I don't know, it kind of feels to me like we're doing the right thing, if you know what I mean. Because the Bible says we're going to rub up against the grain. (laughs) This is is not... We made it this far. (laughs) We made it this far. That was just, that was bad. It's okay. Rub up against the grain. Continue. (laughs) And then... uh, no. <laughs> wow. And then uh, I've never we... seen you this shade of red before. Hold on. <laughs> Stop. No, it's fine. No, I'm not red. Editor, zoom in. No, we're not gonna do that. You're talking to yourself. I know, editor. and I'm not gonna do it. Um, <laughs> but basically, that it, we are kind of going against the culture, and that is, mm-hmm. like I said, gives me an odd sense of hope because, for some reason, but, but, that's what I'm saying is. Do I expect teens to not have sex before marriage? No. I oh, don't. I absolutely do. I, I, I'm okay, saying and also, teens in general. I'm not talking about Christians. If right. we're talking about Christian teens, yes, okay, I would so, expect them, obviously. But So here's the thing. The stats between Christians and non-Christians, identical. There, there, there is no difference in action between uh, Christian and non-Christian as far as this behavior goes. Yeah, it, still, I, I mean, I'll probably keep my answer. I don't expect, I don't expect teens to not have sex before marriage. But that being said, obviously, I think they should. I was going to go somewhere with this, but I'm not sure where. But <laughs> I don't, I don't think I expected of them. But I think that's fine, in my opinion. I think that we should. Educate what the Bible says, mm-hmm. but I don't. I'm not saying I'm not holding them to that standard, but I don't like, expect it of them, because I, I, just I think like, you're flopping those two. The expectation is there, but they can't be held to a biblical standard as a non-Christian. Right. Yeah. With that's that what said, I was saying. Though, well, no, that was you inversed them, but that's fine. I got okay. you. What do you mean? I, I got your I back. I said that, right? No, you said I don't expect them to, but yeah. I do hold them to that standard. But that's okay. I, I think I I understand. The thing I think is is troublesome is as far as the a message that churches tend to give about um, engaging in sex is they're just told to not do it. And, the, and I never explained the deeper meaning and purpose behind it. And that I think is problematic. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I've ever been to a church that does that. So I have an experience of that. I'm not saying it's not a thing, but... So, from from the former youth pastor perspective, having a talk to teens from multiple churches and this kind of thing, can I... I'll, I'll be honest about the pressure. Mm-hmm. We hate top, uh, talking about this topic because of the parental backlash. Um. Yeah, which because, I think is ridiculous, but yes. However, the the it tends to be a contro- 
controversial topic, which is unfair because it's a, a message teens are getting. And the um, a fair amount of time, it can just be boiled down to don't have sex. Um, and all that mm-hmm. does is create this unhealthy kind of a fear of sex or a curiosity towards actually having a lot of sex um, instead of actually teaching them what it is and mm-hmm. God's intended purpose of it. And culturally speaking, all they're teaching is it's our bodies and to feel good at all times and to take. I think that's the most damaging aspect in the culture It it is that they've taken th- this thing that's intended to be uh, between a married man and a woman and and a, a thing they come together doing and turned it into a thing that they take, you know, that the culture has turned it into a transaction. Yeah. I'm trying to have a good feeling. You are a means to bring me a good feeling. And then yeah. people get damaged in the process because of that, because they've abandoned God's actual purpose and design of this. Yeah, which is far better. And I think that when it comes to the teaching of that, I mean, I would say... I would say I've never been taught that, but I would definitely say, I, I, let me clarify. Mm-hmm. I've never been taught that the like the just don't have sex, mm-hmm. but I, there's definitely that kind of connotation, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do this, God hates you, right? As, as kind of a connotation, and it's not true, and it's not even that. Right. But it's like I would say, in my mind, it's always been more. Not a fear of what God would think of me, because mm-hmm. I know what He thinks of me. Um, which I guess not everyone does, but whoa. But I think it's more of what other people around me, like my mm-hmm. fellow Christians, right. which is freaking true. I mean, right. I have never seen a situation, never. Um, I mean, I haven't seen many, but I haven't seen a situation where someone I know has had sex before marriage, and Christians aren't. You know, they might be up up front mm-hmm. to them and be like, "Oh no, we still love you," but like behind, mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh my gosh, right. can you believe what they did?" Right. And it's like, it's crazy. I mean, right. And that's that's a whole other problem right. in itself. You know, right. the way and we act in front of people versus sure. the way we talk behind them. But it's like, I would say, yeah, I would say it's more. The connotation is more, or my fear is more of other people than sure. what God thinks of me. Sure. Which I would say that's huge. Sure. In all all churches. Right. I don't think so, there's a perfect church out there. So I think in these cases it's important to start off on the what's its intended purpose? You know, kind of the oh, I forgot the big word for it. Existential purpose. I don't know, whatever. I don't know why I was gonna drop a big word. Sorry about that, guys. Flexing. Um <laughs> it just turned out to be a reverse flex. Overall, God intended this as a blessing in the correct kind of circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a quote from the show House <laughs> that uh, the the during sex the, uh, the the human body is under immense strain and pressure, and the heart rate rises to dangerous levels and um, basically comes pretty close to simulating a heart attack. And if it wasn't unbelievably fun, the human race would have died out thousands of years ago. And I was like, yeah, kind of. I mean, you know, there's some parts I'll disagree on, but yeah. Mm -hmm. The idea is that this is a blessing of two flesh coming together as one. I think oftentimes people confuse um, the commitment aspect to the passion 
aspect. They think that this is an act of passion that two people share. It actually isn't that. It's mm-hmm. an act of commitment. It's it's I'm binding my flesh to your flesh. Mm-hmm. In our flesh, there isn't in 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 a literal sense, and where this gets like kind of a metaphor and kind of a knot is you can't tell where one flesh ends and another flesh begins because of the shall we say configuration mm-hmm. um puzzle piece like one could say ooh that is much better than the word i had so we'll go with that <laughs> um but it's 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 an act of commitment yeah and i think that's partially why the i mean even on a hormonal end the um uh uh, uh, kind of a hor- I think it's a hormone. Um, gets released by the body to mm-hmm. form a connection. Its intended purpose is bonding. Yeah. Um, and 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 too often, if it turns into a transactional thing, then I've escaped that entire purpose of just I'm bonding to anything, and and to to unbond is the tearing of flesh. And the tearing of flesh is painful. I uh, dug a screw. I don't think we can unbond, in my opinion. Um, to an extent, uh, yeah. I mean, it's still there. I have a scar, actually, on my uh, knee. Oh, it's kind of... It's there somewhere. I haven't found it in a while. random. <laughs> no. Um, I dug a screw into my leg. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was on a rowing team, and they had to tilt the boat to get it out. And the screw dug into my leg, started bleeding a lot, but I couldn't do anything about it because it was like eight people and i was like anyway i'm tearing flesh it hurt a ton i have scars because of it Mm -hmm. so let's do that in a spiritual emotional sense (laughs) i don't know i mean sure that can be an image but like is that actually spiritually true in my opinion yes i don't think so i mean it's it's still present you know i still exactly so has the bond truly gone away because um, I would say those ties that we make with people never mm-hmm. go away. Sure, one can be greater than the other. I right. would believe that. Like if you if you have sex with, you know, three other women, mm-hmm. or vice versa, if you have sex with three other men, if you're lady watching mm-hmm. this, then uh, you, but then you find your your actual partner, like your actual mm-hmm. husband or wife, and then. I would say it would probably be greater with them, seeing as you have more time. Mm-hmm. Um, you you have a you've had mm-hmm. a greater time of yeah. continually doing that. Yeah, <laughs> um, and that I would say they would go greater. Right. Not only spiritually too. Right. That is, you know, if but you commit to them between. You know, God and man. Right. I mean, that's right, a, but there's still been that part that's been given to another person. Exactly. Yeah. I'm I'm saying I don't. I I know people who think those ties are cut away, but I don't think. And that was a question I asked myself a long time. It was mm-hmm. like, if I did, was that is that something that would stay forever? You know, mm-hmm. and I think it is. And that, from experience of yeah. like asking people in those situations what yeah. they are feeling, and I would say it's kind of. Kind of similar. Right. I mean, the scar is that for my knee. is It's still there. Yeah, it's a tie. You know, yeah, I, I still have a tie to that screw. Um, <laughs> it's going to edit that one out. Hold on. No. <laughs> well, I, you don't I get still, to do that. I still have You didn't a, let me take I, mine out. 
Uh, I actually did take yours out. No, I we're did. not taking that out. Well, no, the one. From the, anyway, um, I I still have that tie to it. I I guess I kind of understand your point a little bit. Um, but too often, I've I've heard people they've you know I asked a few people about you know their student group and they said they're only taught don't have sex because Jesus said don't have sex. So the other I. And I had an opportunity to explain the other purpose behind it also is that this is it is a blessing between a married man and a woman to be done in that context as a sign of their commitment. Also, though, this is a picture of Christ's connection to the church that they are bonded. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But (laughs) I can't say that without being a little bit weird. It's this bonding of coming together as one mm-hmm. and Christ as the head of the church. N- n- all right, but that is it though. I mean that I is know, the whole picture it. is just Yeah, no, I for sure. I'm just super Jesus mature. Home and flowers. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean that is it is is that every time I every time a person has sex outside of marriage, it's 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 to an extent painting a bad picture of Christ's connection to the church. That this is two flesh becoming one flesh. It is um, a sign of commitment that is being broken by us because Christ isn't going to break that commitment. Mm-hmm. It's us that breaks that commitment. Even the Old Testament prophets, um, you know, oh, I don't remember the name of the prophet. I forgot to I write it down. God tells him, go marry the prostitute. And he's like, say what now? Yeah, yeah, go marry the prostitute. Why? Oh, because that's the church. Yep. Like, oh, that's not subtle. And God's like, it wasn't supposed to be subtle. It was supposed to be really blunt. I'm like, oh, okay, got him. So, Isn't marrying in the Bible, that's typically, they're talking about, like, sex, right? Obviously, that is, that is um, in my mind, when the actual marrying or the action happens. Because... Uh, not necessarily, no. You no. sure? It's, I mean, it's implied as part of the process, but... Um, a marriage means marriage. The concept of marriage hasn't fundamentally changed that right. much. Right, no, no. But I'm saying... The word n- knew them, that is a definite connotation for sex. I'm talking about... Uh, like, and he knew her. Gross. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. But you I'm know. saying, when when we do that, is like, my whole thing with marriage nowadays, obviously, this is a whole other thing, but... Mm-hmm. um. Is marriage is a covenant between man, woman, and God, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's something that that happens between I don't know a commitment to one another, and when you are tied together. So in my mind, I've always pictured that that truly actually happening in the process of sex, and kind of like the evidence that I've seen in the Bible of that right. is the verse when. Abraham marries um, what's her face, Rebecca? Is that her name? No. What's her name? I sound like I think a it's Rebecca. Queen. You think so? Yeah, but now I'm doubting myself because you his inf- wife. You, yes. Anyways, you put yeah, a lot she, of doubt uh, into this. And but I don't it says, uh, and he We're took her. Get emails. He took her into the tent and married her. Okay, so that's all right. that's what okay. I kind of like. Okay, so here's how I've had this explained. When a person gives their vows to each other, are they married? 
Yes, and no, no. So it's so, part of the process. This is the it, uh, well, Schrodinger's cat. Is what I'm. No, I mean it's. They're they're both married and not married at the same time because the the act of having sex is the consummation of their marriage, but that doesn't mean they aren't married at the wedding. So right. the the church has been compared to as we have. I I had a professor who explained parts of theology by claiming that the church has gone through the vows of the wedding but isn't consummated are we married sure and also not yet um and and there is a greater blessing to come but it is promised by a much greater blessing by (laughs) by (laughs) it's promised by the the, immature as possible by the covenant of god right so so there is an aspect of yes and also no but well, would you say that sex is the uh, the ending of that process? I would That's hope it's just the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I get to high five Jesus on my w- wedding night. Like, thanks, thanks Jesus, smack, you know. <laughs> what a boy, Daniel. You know, like oh I don't think that would be it, but man, that'd be awesome. I don't know, but no matter what. Sex is a part of marriage. Right. I know. I Should I've be. heard of like the the couples that are like, oh, we don't want to have sex. We're so pure. We're so we're married. And, right. And we're so pure. And there's always one of them like, that why? says, "Hey, and you're spoiling the whole. We're process. so fine about this." And it's usually the husband that goes, "Sure, like, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, yeah, this is great. Yeah, this, I'm doing good. This, this is, marriage is awesome. This is probably fine." <laughs> I've developed a drinking habit. (laughs) (laughs) Unrelated. Uh, And he gives a thumbs up and you can tell he's crying. Um, No, but so, so, so part of the cultural problem though is, is this idea of purity, I think has been um, broken down. Sorry. I meant to go back. Uh, Mark chapter 10, this is the most disorganized Um, I think we've ever been. Mark 10, seven through nine says, therefore a man shall leave his father and a mother and hold fast to his wife and the two shall become one flesh they are no longer two but one no what therefore god has joined together uh, let no man put asunder i don't know why i went to kjv at the end i've just heard that so many times (laughs) put asunder yeah what and not separate yeah yeah so uh, the idea is that in coming together it's two identities are becoming one together in 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 an expression yeah. of the blessing that Christ is doing the same thing to His church. That right, they're coming together. Uh, that if if I if I were to insult the bride of Christ, I'm also insulting Christ because they're basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. And by by going out and pairing to as many people as I can, I make a mockery of that entire system. Mm-hmm. And that I think is a bit problematic, um, but it it all starts in this idea of purity. That I don't. I mean, think I think purity. not even that. I mean, yes, th- I think that is a part of it. I don't even think that's the major part. In my mind, having sex before marriage, I think God obviously is good, and He wants what's best for us. Mm-hmm. And and in that, there's 
multiple studies and like tons of not only scientific but just mm-hmm. like spiritual like we were talking about the ties there's there's reasons you should not have sex before marriage right both physically mentally and spiritually yeah and there are reasons you don't go sleeping around with multiple people right um physically emotionally and spiritually yeah. like there's damage to all three right and god knows what's best for us mm-hmm. and this is the best path because humans crave to I would say be intimate with another person, mm-hmm. whether it's with, I feel like the m- number one desire is with God, first of all. But I think that we are all made, uh, I, I mean, I guess if you're like a celibate or whatever, maybe not. We, maybe that's not where God's calling you, but <laughs> we are all made, like, I think we all have that desire to be intimate with another human being, like right. truly, which is that, you know, like being married to someone. And I think that that is... I, I think there's a longing towards connection. Exactly, yeah. But not necessarily speaking in that kind of sense. And connection, I think, intimacy, whatever. You know, that's yeah, but, basically but, the same but, thing, right? Uh, so some kind of, yes. But I don't think it's it has to be in a marriage context. It's possible to be intimate and not be sexual. And, and that's another thing that I think the terms are getting confused that if people are trying to be close, then they think it's physicality. And maybe it's not. Maybe it's just being honest and open about things. Uh, being open to a person in a vulnerable aspect that isn't necessarily physical. I think there are physical aspects, but even Paul has said, it's better to be single, my dudes. Um, <laughs> it's a lot more freedom. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, you know, Paul could kind of get up and go like, uh, I'm supposed to go to Rome today. And they got on a boat and he went to Ro- – or tried to go to Rome. They tried exactly. to kill him. I don't think everyone's called to that, but mm-hmm. I don't think God puts that desire. Right. And uh, maybe he does. You know, I'm sure. I don't know. I don't want to – but basically my point behind that, I may be wrong or right with that. future? No. <laughs> what? I am so okay being single at this point. Yeah? Yeah. Are you sure? Yes. You don't want me no. to set up a date? No. Wow. Yeah. I feel like you're just saying that? Nope. Are you sure? Yep. Are you a celibate? Yes. Well, so far. Oh, I'm just getting out of faith in you, Danny. Anyways. That got really accusatory right at the end there. Anyways, what I'm trying to say is there are, we all have that longing for. Connection. Connection. Yeah. And I think there's the right way to do it, and there's the wrong way to do it. And I think God God knows the path. He knew the path that it would bring down. Like, he designed this thing. Therefore, we should trust him with it. And there's plenty of people who are living in the, the good part of it, mm-hmm. who are married and didn't have sex before marriage, and right. their relationship is awesome. Right. I mean, as... Um much as they annoy me as people, the guy on a YouTube, Cole, God, they just have like the most perfect family that you just want to smack them on the face, Cole something. They're all blonde with the beautiful child. I don't know. They're disgusting. No, like <laughs> Cole LeBrant or something. LeBrant? Yeah, he's straight up. Basketball player? No, I don't know. LeBron. Whatever. That shows you how much I watch basketball. They're doing fine, so, but... I think um, 
as people have gone too far, I, I it, you know, oftentimes the, 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 they've stopped and asked, all right, so how did it get this far? Well, okay, the idea of purity, I think, is very important to pursue purity above all things. And to be honest, the path towards purity isn't a battle that's one in the bed room as another person's in there. It's one long before that, yeah. prior to there being mm-hmm. anybody in there. You should not find the line. That is something right. Is, that is right. super important to learn. I mean, in in my experience talking to people, um, the the sexual temptation is an animal that is always, always hungry and always craving. Mm-hmm. And if I feed it a little bit, it doesn't mean it stops eating. It just wants more food. Right. Um, and s- so as far as, you know, porn and masturbation, that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. this now, you know, I'm not gonna be like, if you touch yourself, you'll go blind. But these are our, <laughs> our things to... Um, Tell that to little Johnny, who's over there with a... No, go ahead. I'm Blind not going to you on this. <laughs> he doesn't watch our podcast for reasons. Um, he, wow. He listens to the audio version on iTunes. You should give five stars. <laughs> yeah, there um, you go. No, but it's, it's, it starts there, mm-hmm. is, is choices that are made prior to even being in that kind of situation. Yeah. If, if I'm trying to not have sex before marriage, guess which room a girl doesn't need to be in. My bedroom. There's no basically my apartment. Like, hey, can I come in? No, I love Jesus, fool. Get out of here. Yeah. Um, no, don't be that mean. But if I'm, if that's a temptation, the Bible's clear. Flee from temptation. It's really flee from sexual this is, temptation. This sounds terrible. Oh yeah, it's hard. I'm gonna say it's hard because it is mm-hmm. because you are full of hormones. Um. Both of you, I'm talking to the guys because that's where I know. Girls experience. too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, girls. We're all full of hormones. You don't get a pass either. Especially in your teenage years. But I think it's super important. The earlier you realize, um, like I'm not sure when you became a Christian or not, and that's part of this whole thing, and that's part of where God redeems stuff too. Um, and we'll get into that, I think, a bit later. Yeah, but, a couple um, minutes. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, the earlier you realize that, and mainly the only thing that's going to help you in this is God, because without him, there's uh, there's not really any strength, and why would you do it if you didn't you know, believe right. in him in the first place, right? Right. Because, um, I mean, I'd be living it up if I wasn't mm-hmm. a Christian, right? But, I, mean, I mean, the idea of fleeing out of sexual temptation isn't to see how close I can get until I get burned. It's to yeah. actually pursue the other direction yeah. from it. He says flee. Yeah, flee from Run, it. Like you're in a horror uh, Not movie. edge up to it and be like, is this fine? I don't know. I've always, Where's you know, it, it's kind of a question of, of people asking, is this a sin? And they bring up a thing. And I think yeah. that's the wrong question. And I'm not just talking about just in sex. I'm talking about in a lot of things. Right. That is the wrong question. It isn't, is this a sin as in, can I get away with it? Mm-hmm. But is this bringing glory to God? I think is the better question that needs to be asked. Right. Can I claim that if my girlfriend and I, she's fictional, she's in Canada right now at a model shoot. She's real. Don't look her up. Um, What's her name, Danny? Uh, Jennifer Smith. Jennifer Smith. Uh-huh. Canadian 
Why have I never met her? That's kind of odd. She's a base model. Wow. Not just hand. I don't know. Um, hand model. Yeah, they actually have those. Uh, I guess that's true. Yeah. My hands are I'm not out. Due. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bite my nails. Are we good? Um, no, uh, they... Yeah, they no. What was I saying? Hold on. I got really derailed. You were talking about your fake girlfriend. I mean, sorry, your girlfriend. Yes. I didn't mean to accuse so you like if that. if I'm... I totally blanked. <laughs> you killed it. Sorry. If I'm trying to see if a thing is a sin or not a sin, then I think the thing I'm actually asking is, can I still do this? Or like, can I do this? Because I'm trying to find permission. But mm-hmm. if if my goal is to glorify God, even through my actions and through my body, right. then I have to ask, can I do this and still bring glory to God? Yeah. And to be honest, that answer gets a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of times we kind of know you know, people argue, it's like, well, is this technically sex? Okay, well, who cares? Is it bringing glory to God to say, I'm doing this and this glorifies God? Right. Now, this changes our view of sex a little bit because sex between a married couple, between a married a man and a woman, absolutely glorifies God. Mm-hmm. It, and, and I think that's kind of the... A message that a lot of student groups aren't told is that it's an act of glory to God for sex between a married man and a woman to have sex mm-hmm. because it reaffirms Christ's um, connection to the church and basks in the, the, the blessing that God has given to us in the proper context that it's supposed to be given. Right. So, um, you know, even as far as purity goes, it... Uh, Okay, I can maybe argue that it's not hurting anybody and this, this. And frankly, that's incorrect. But all right, I'll even go with that. But can I still say that if I'm checking out stuff on the internet, doing other stuff, that it's bringing glory to God? Frankly, I don't think I can. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, because even the, I mean, the Bible says that, you know, or the Bible said that, uh, you know, what is it, adultery? Mm-hmm. Is a sin, and then Jesus comes around. And he's like, "No, not not only the physical thing, but your thoughts. Yeah, that's adultery. Yeah, the thing going on Jesus. in the head. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, yeah, that. No, it's way worse than you think. Yeah, oh yeah, that dirty <laughs> you're, thought you're you had. So, oh man, I'm yeah. relaxing off. Oh yeah, that dirty thought that you had. Yeah, that one counts. Yeah. So I mean, like, and that means that if even our thoughts are right there, then that means, like, if you're masturbating and even like imagining stuff or if you are watching it online i mean that is obviously not healthy and leads down a long road Mm. of sadness and yeah yeah it's just not good and it's selfish i mean yeah that's Again, it's about taking. Right, yeah. That's it isn't about trying to share. It's about taking. What it's about our I culture need to is feel now, good, And I'm going to do it through any a means possible, taking anything from anybody I can. Right, yeah. Um, so the other part of this, though, and is it okay if I just go to that last part? I don't know. So yes. as a person that has preached many a message on sex, some of them tongue-in-cheek, some of them are not... Um, I talked about the marshmallow skit earlier. Mm-hmm. Okay. To this day, that's one of my favorite things I ever preached. I love that. It was great. It was preceded by one of the things, if I had to undo it, I would undo it. 
um, because it it was. I all right. So I bought a big cookie for a bit. It mm-hmm. was a huge cookie, and I was going to give part of this cookie to um, a person and say hi. Or no, the whole cookie. I was going to give them the whole cookie and said hi. This is a cookie. It's very special. It's treasured, right. and it's I'm only giving it to you. And then um, I then proceeded to break parts off the, the cookie and threw them to various parts. Uh, people in the crowd said, except for him. He gets some too. What's up, buddy? Threw out a few there. Okay. Um, I, I, uh, dropped it. Had to spray glue it back together. All that. And said, yeah. no, this is a gift that is special. And I'm giving it to you. And by the end, it was just this mangled garbage pile of a cookie. All right. So flash forward about a decade after that, John Oliver has a show on HBO and he talks about how Christians have taught sex education or not taught it um, and goes through a bit of the Christian content that um, that they've explained it or, or they've compared people that have given up parts of them Mm -hmm. in premarital sex as being a beat up, worn out kind of shoe Mm -hmm. as essentially being trash and garbage. And so this, it was um, really eye opening. Right. Because what he said after that, it still kind of haunts me to this day thinking I might've done this. If I'm there, Mm -hmm. if I've gone too far and I've just been told that I am a used worn out, kind of a shoe right. that nobody wants. I'm not coming back. Yeah, that's... I'm not coming back. Yeah, it's to, not... To have destroyed a person's identity that's that harsh by that's, that kind That's of what I think the problem is, is when we tie people's identity mm-hmm. to their sexual life... Right. ...is completely and utterly wrong. Right. Sure, you're... you're your fresh present that you could have given your wife right. is uh, ideal, but mm-hmm. just because you've had sex doesn't mean that all of a sudden your your sex life is going to be ruined with your future wife, right? right? It's in that the fact that we tie identity to that, and sure, it is something that's super personal, and mm-hmm. I would say our identity is partially wrapped up in that for sure, but well, not anymore yeah i'm I'm getting there but like because jesus completely redefined us and he is the one who claims who we are not anything else not Mm -hmm. what even christians say like you said and i feel like obviously it's not what people are primarily that's not what they're trying to say right right but it is kind of degrading but it is super degrading the thing they're actually saying and that's the problem yeah and that's, I think that's where kind of the judgment comes mm-hmm. in between other Christians is right. because they're taught that. And just because, oh, I haven't done that yet. I'm a pretty new right. shoe. I'm a Adidas something. I'm right. a hip. I don't know what those one shoes are called. We'll ask um, our friends at Preachers and Sneakers. I'm a Yeezy. I'm the one <laughs> Furtick wears. Um, yeah. But then, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. We see that, that person that's a part of our community mm-hmm. that has you know, messed up. And sure, yeah, they messed up. We all mess up. And sure, sex is like the one, it it does affect us, Mm -hmm. maybe more so than other sins, but like still the fact that like we, I think that that's where it comes in is why Mm -hmm. people treat each other so harshly because they're like, oh, you know, it's it's kind of a pride thing between everyone else. And uh, 
but, but even the, the thing that you brought up earlier is that Jesus leveled that playing field, you know. Right. But I, once again, I think I'm I'm in, and I'm asking a question I know the answer to, and I'm going to ask Caleb: Have you ever had a lust towards anybody? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Okay, so so the person who acted on it and uh-huh. me, no difference. Yeah. So every Christian out there, no difference. Right. We're all in need of a savior in this. Exactly. Yeah. All of us need that kind of understanding that God understands all of our dirty thoughts and has still chosen us to say like, no, 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 right. no, despite that thing that he's got going on in his head, that little perv talking about me, um, <laughs> still mine. Yeah. Still mine. And despite tons of other things. I mean, right. it's like, it is, it's so awesome. I mean, we, I just, we are not defined by our past in, in the, the best thing Jesus ever said. I think it was in revelation is behold. And we're not defined by our all future too. New. I think that that's super important. As sure. Well. Yeah. But, 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 but Christ said, behold, I'm making all things new. Mm-hmm. I'm turning dead things into not dead things. How awesome is that? Yeah. Um, and, and not just they're barely alive, but they're in perfection. He's bringing dead things to perfection. Right. And so even if a person has screwed up, hey, it's not over. And God has charted a path from every point that a person is at and has charted a path towards him. And it's still okay to come towards God and understand there's grace for that and that all of us are, are complete sinners and in need of that grace. It all comes back to knowing... <clears throat> There, I mean, there's a perfect balance, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Just think of how disgusting you are in your sin and how it mm-hmm. affects your life. And then I just want you to just know this. It's way worse than that. <laughs> it's, it's way worse it's than way, you think. yeah. I uh, Calvinists your or not, stuff's tame. I think everyone yeah. can you know, pretty much agree on total <laughs> depravity. That we, mm-hmm. no matter what we do, we At are least dead. Pers- yeah. We are dead in our sins, and it is—it's trashy, and right. it's gross. It's I think disgusting. every individual can agree to personal total depravity. Yeah. So if all of us are doing it, I think we can just generally apply it. Yeah, like, yeah. No, so, I'm personally depraved. I mean, like we are, but then knowing—that's the—that's the thing that's cool about total depravity is that <laughs> that means that the only way for salvation to happen is through Jesus. Mm-hmm. We were and dead it, when how Jesus much chose more us. does that yeah. show His love for us right. too? It is. It's just crazy. Right. I mean, it blows my mind that we we don't have to be we don't have to pay for our sins because He already mm-hmm. did, and that's just so. Initially, in my mind, it's always like, "Oh, that's really unfair," and how could I? Yes. I mean, it makes me look Correct. down on myself even more <laughs> because I mean, I'm, and I know it's like it is unfair. That is a true yeah. statement. And it's we don't want basically fair. <laughs> just know you're a turd, but Jesus is awesome. So that's basically how it is. And I'm talking about me too. So yeah. all, all everyone is. The only other um, thing I'd probably add, well, not add. So if if a person's struggling through this, mm-hmm. because I think temptation, you know, hey, uh, this can be an embarrassing topic to talk about because people are scared of the judgment. So. What I'd encourage is um, 
because the culture is screaming, do this, it's fine, the church can't stay quiet on this issue, period. Mm -hmm. So find a priest and say dirty stuff to your priest or to your pastor. No, I mean not – what? I'm saying that to be <laughs> What did I just hear? to be hyperbolic, but um talk about the temptations to a person. Hey priest. Hey, I uh, no, I <laughs> it is All right, I've actually done this to just go up and say, "Hey, I'm struggling through blank blank and blank." And they're totally blindsided by that, but if they are actually uh worth anything at their job, they'd be like, "Okay, cool. Yeah, let's talk about it." It was right. the coolest thing I've ever did. It was like, "I'm struggling through the following things and uh, I only have an hour in this conversation, so let's go, Rogue Boy. You know? We've got a lot of time. Like, I uh, mean, uh, yeah, I'm only here for an hour, and I have at least two hours of issues, so come on, let's hurry. <laughs> I can't beat around the bush a lot. Let's go. Um, but it's it's okay to talk about these things. If, if there are questions, don't go exploring on the internet for them. Ask a person. Ask a youth pastor. Ask a pastor. Ask a parent. Talk to a person that isn't y- your friend, a Billy who's an idiot, like, no, uh, the girl pees out her butt. Like, don't talk to that guy. Um, yeah. That guy's don't. Just don't. It's um, a, it's super important to mm-hmm. have accountability. Right. And that's Good that's kind of like the other half of, uh, you know, depravity is that right. once we have Christ, then comes the good part, and that's right. sanctification. Yeah. Um, I mean, no, like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're, you're, it's going to be hard. Yeah. And it's gonna hurt, like we said. Flesh, that's uh, that's tearing the flesh off because mm-hmm. flesh is not good. It right. Is, uh, wants to go against everything our spiritual right body wants to, and that is. But yeah, and but I, okay I think to, the primary thing mm-hmm. that God uses in my life, at least, is it's definitely an accountability partner. Right, and it's it's okay to talk about these things when it comes to sexual stuff. At, it's okay to talk about these things open and honest and before they're a problem. It's right. okay to say, hey, these are the things I'm struggling through and to be honest about it by speaking it out, by by putting it out there, it takes a lot of the power out of it. It right. might be embarrassing at first, but man, power through. And then if if it does come up, I mean, the, are the whole idea of course a joking, of course a joking kind of sexual joking tends to be because a person has questions and is curious or it, it is feeding a thought or is expressing a thought they've been feeding. Okay. So, so mm-hmm. instead of engaging in that sanctify the conversation by being honest, it's like, Hey, these are struggles I have and things I'm tempted by, but I'm not going to do it because I'm following God. Who's getting on this at the same time. Yeah. Speak um, the name. I mean, mm-hmm. This is a, it's, it's an o- awesome quote, and it's just so true. It's from Harry Potter, and it's uh, <laughs> it's talking about. I think Hermione says this. And yeah. It was saying they're talking about Voldemort. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry if you uh, don't like Harry Potter, but we've already heard them. In yeah. Previous um, episodes. But basically, she's talking about Voldemort and how everybody doesn't want to say his name because mm-hmm. they're scared of him. And they're saying, mm-hmm. and she says, fear of the name only produces more fear of the thing itself. Right. And that's so true because. Right. Basically, in this sense, it's like fear of speaking out that right. thing into words. Like, it's crazy. Saying it into words, Yeah, there's power because saying it out loud, especially to mm-hmm. someone, obviously, if you're just saying it in your room, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> then uh, that's weird, and your yeah. mom will check on you. <laughs> um, but, like, say it to someone and talk about it because, right. like, I kid you not, after that conversation, we're like, right. dang. Yeah, find a friend, hold dang. each other accountable. <laughs> like, you're going to feel great. Yeah. And find a friend, hold each other accountable, even if both of you are 12. I mean, 
Yes. The pressure starts early, so fight early. Right. So, yeah, it's... But above all, it isn't the end. Right. And I think it's important to understand that this thing isn't the end of us. It isn't mm-hmm. the end of our identity. It isn't the end of our connection to Christ. Yeah. Even if I screw up, and even if this is a thing I struggle through for the rest of my natural, you know, as l- long as I'm alive, then, uh-oh. Well. Goodbye, camera. Goodbye, <laughs> camera. Switching to audio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that this is still At a... full battery. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. This is still... Um, I'm always able to come home to Christ. Right, yeah. Knows, knows. Know whose you are. I think that's super important. Like, Mm -hmm. no matter what your, like we said, your identity is completely changed, Mm -hmm. your sin, uh, let's call it history, Mm -hmm. or like whatever you, debt, your sin debt, Mm -hmm. debt, is, uh, it's, it's gone. Right. And, um, that's so cool. I, I mean, yeah. I could talk about that for freaking hours. And um, we will, but on another episode. I'm lo- I'm still looking at the camera. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we don't have to look at the camera anymore. <laughs> that thing's off. Um, so, Caleb, uh, yeah, this was, I, this was a good conversation. Yeah, just be – I hope you all are encouraged by this. Yeah. Um, but we want to know your thoughts, good Lord. We're asking for their thoughts on the sexisode. Sexisode. Sexisode, uh, name for the episode? Sexisode. Nope, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if we were monetized on YouTube, we aren't anymore. Um, but we're not. <laughs> if they have questions, Caleb, where can they ask them? You can ask those at thegospelpost.com slash nobody special. Um, you can say hello, even, or you can just... State mm, something. Hello there. Ask a question. State something. Say hello. Yeah. We don't care. And join our community on Facebook at facebook.com slash nobody special podcast or Instagram yep. at nobody special podcast. Yeah. You can and ask us come, questions uh, there too. Yeah. Just come chill. iTunes, five stars us. A YouTube. Stars us. Stars. Five stars. Us. us. Five stars us. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, just making fun of you. YouTube.com. I don't know. The Gospel Outpost. We're working on more content. That's really on me on that one and I'm slow. Um, but we're We got all it. the video vi- video casts of this. And we have you 95% watch of this one. And see our faces, which I don't recommend. Face reveal 25 subs. Yeah, no. That's 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 already over. Cur- no, currently they can't see it now and no it's not. <laughs> it's like 16, but yeah. No, I'm saying face reveal. <laughs> no, they can't see it now. Why? Because the camera died. Well, yeah, except yeah. for the previous 20 episodes. Yeah, but they're not watching that now. They're watching... This one? This You better one. be watching... <gasps> yeah, go check it out. Even yeah. if you... You're one of the... You know, I'm one of those people where if I listen to something, like someone's voice, I don't like looking up their picture because it ruins it. It ruins it completely. Case in point was specifically um, this... Uh, YouTuber I watch called Mr. Sunday Movies and oh, yeah. the podcast no. The Weekly yeah. Planet too. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I love this guy. I love right. his voice. I was like, I wonder what he looks like. But I was like, no, don't do it. I, Cretan. I, <laughs> I, I, I was telling myself, I was like, no, you, you're going to hate it. You're going to mm-hmm. hate it. It's going to change your view of him. And uh, I looked him up and it did change my view of him a lot. <laughs> yeah. 
But well, I know I still like him. Yeah, but it's like still a good podcast. The initial too. shock is sure the worst. So anyway, subscribe on the Gospel Post. Hit the notification bell. Do all that. Share w- with your friends because that's how we grow this bad boy. Uh, Caleb and I am. We am, need to start paying for I, promotions too. You need to start. I'm going to say that on the podcast, so Danny does something. Yeah, I'm not just do kidding. That. No, uh, tell people about it, and <laughs> we'll grow poor. from there. So, um, Caleb, that's all I got. Do you have anything else? Uh, no. All right. Well, I'm Danny, and I'm Caleb. And we are nobody, nobody special. special.